Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Back, I found myself um, at a um, at a kids event, um, and I was with a couple other couple other parents and a couple other families. We're hanging out. We're kind of hanging around this this event we were at, um, and something happened with um, another dad that I was I was hanging out with. Um, he had a he had one of his kids kind of on his shoulder, like a, he had a little girl kind of you know giving her like a little. Not piggyback, but you know what I'm talking about. He had him sitting on his shoulder. And another daughter of his, for some reason, come running up and pushed him in the back pretty hard. Like, gave him a pretty good shot. Um, luckily, he held on, and he didn't fall. The girl was okay, and the dad was okay. Um, right after that, this dad turned around to this little girl and um, said, I can't say to you what he said, um, but he said, what bleep are you doing? Everybody follow? Four-letter word? Everybody follow? Okay. He said, what are you doing? And I stopped. And there was a couple other parents around. They were all looking. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking like, ain't nobody else going to say nothing? Where's... Ain't nobody else. So I said, easy, bro. Chill out. Relax. It's okay. Uh, now, listen, I am all for um, you parenting the way you want to parent, by all means. Parent away. Um, however, what this young man failed to realize was that what he said to his daughter has a bigger impact than what he even knows he said to his daughter. I was at another event. <laughs> this was at a church event of all places. Um, it was not in a church. It was at a church event that was outside. Uh, and um, I was hanging around with some students. Um, and there was a young lady there, uh, probably eighth grade, maybe ninth, tenth grade, something like that. And her dad come through where we were at. And they were joking and playing. I think they were throwing ice at each other or something, you know, whatever, messing around. And then something happened. And the dad looked at the daughter and said, you're such a bleep bleep. The, um, the bleep bleep was the alternative name for donkey. Everybody follow? Um, and I sit there, I'm thinking like, ain't nobody else going to say nothing? I said, okay. So I took my glasses off and I gave him the eyes. You know what the eyes are? Mamas, mamas know what the eyes are because y'all use them all the time. I took my glasses off. I'm like, and he looked at me. He's like, <laughs> I thought, gosh, we may be getting ready to throw down right here. <laughs> I hope not. I said, hey, bro. I said, what's your language, man? I said, your words, what you're saying means a lot. What's your language? And he kind of gave me the nod off. <laughs> He's like, and then they went on. 
Now, while one of these situations was a serious situation with the girl, you know, pushing the dad and could have dropped the other little girl, and while the other one was in a joking manner, they were playing, throwing ice back and forth, having a good time. The principle is still the same. The words that come out of our mouth have a lot of power, have a lot of power. Amen? I want to talk with you for a few minutes this morning about our words, about our speech, about things we say, why we say what we say, how we say what we say. Um, and uh, we're trusting in the Lord today to help us with this area in our life. The words has a lot to say about our words. Uh, Proverbs 11 verse 9 says that the mouth of the godless destroys their neighbors. The mouth of the godless destroys their neighbors. Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue has the power of life and death. Life and death in your tongue. Ephesians 4.29 says don't let anything come out of your mouth that is unwholesome, only that which builds up the people that you are talking to. James 1 verse 9 says be slow to speak. Is that not good advice for some of us? Before you speak, take a deep breath. <laughs> Right? Take a deep breath. Be slow to speak. James 1.26 says that a religious person that can't control their tongue, James says your religion is worthless. And then we want to look at James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12 this morning and see what we can learn about our words. It says this, starting in verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly keep reading we all stumble in many ways amen anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect and able to keep their whole body in check remember that right there anyone who is never at fault in what they say is able to keep their whole body in check keep reading verse 3 when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships, for example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by, uh, they are steered by a small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Boy, James ain't holding back right there, is he? He's like laying the smack down. Keep reading. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. By the way, I saw this video this week of a guy that was raising a shark in his swimming pool at his house. Has anybody ever heard of such? He taught it how to like, almost like a dolphin, like it could like flip over and jump up in the air, and it was a real life shark. It was in the man's pool. Unbelievable. Keep reading. All kinds of animals, bird, reptiles, sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, like a shark of all things. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings. We have been made in God, who have been made in God's likeness. 
Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can salt a salt spring produce fresh water. Ooh, what a section of scripture there that James lays out. Apparently, the people that James were writing to here had people in their church that like to talk, that like to talk a lot, because there are several examples. I gave you two others in chapter one, here in chapter three, where James talks about your words. So apparently, the audience here that James was writing to was some people that had a talking problem. So what I want to do with you this morning is share with you a couple of reasons of why our words are important, how we can control our words, and then I want to give you 15 words that if you say every day will change your life. Sound good? All right. Let me share this with you first. Um, one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is the ability to communicate, is the ability to talk. James even says there that with our words, we have the ability to praise our Father. Because of words, with the gift of words, we have the ability to pray for forgiveness. We have the ability to have a conversation through prayer with our Father. We have the ability to sing His praises. We have the ability to preach the good news. We have the ability to share His love and encouragement with people around us. We have the ability to do a lot of good with our words today. Amen? We have the ability to say, I love you. We have the ability to say, you look nice today. We have the ability to say, I like that haircut. We have the ability today to do a lot of good with our words. Amen? But, just like any other gift from God, when we misuse it, all of a sudden the good that we can do with that gift works against us. Not only do we have the ability to do all that good with our words, but we also have the ability today with our words to lie, to spread lies, to tear people down, to break hearts, to tarnish people, to hurt someone's reputation. We have the ability today to lead people down the wrong path simply with our words. Our words are a great gift that God has given us, maybe one of the greatest that we have the ability to share and to communicate. He gives us the ability to talk to God our Father. But if we don't use that gift correctly, all of a sudden this good gift that God has given us, we can use it in a bad way. So I want to share with you a few things this morning about why our words are important. Number one, our words have the power to direct our lives. Our words have the power to direct our lives. James says in verse 2 here, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect and able to keep their whole body in check. Why did James connect keeping your whole body in check with your words? Simple, because your words have the power to direct your life. You may be thinking, what are you talking about? Let me ask you a question, especially to the boys, to the fellas. I know you ladies don't find yourself in this situation. Boys, have your words ever led you to a place where you got beat up? Have your words ever led you to a physical altercation where you had to beat somebody else up? Juan raises, raises his hand on that one. He's like, Keith's like, yep, that's me. That's me. I ain't never been beat up, but I beat up. Our words can lead our lives into places where we don't want them to be. 
Our words can lead our lives into physical altercations. Our words led our lives. My words led Callie and I to be married, right? I do. She said, I do. My words directed my life. Your words today have the power to direct your life. James says, what you say, with what you say, your life follows. Your words have the power to direct your life. Not only do words have the power to direct your life, but they also have the power to direct people's lives around you. How many of you know that's true this morning? If you don't, let me explain it to you, and you will. I can stand here today at 40 years old. 40 years old. I know I look like I'm 22. I look younger than 31. I look younger than 31. I can stand here today at 40 and tell you some things that were said to me and about me at five years old, at six years old, at seven years old, at eight years old. And I'm sure you can do the same. You know why? Because words have power. Words have the ability to direct not only my life, but the people's lives around you. When a judge looks at a defendant in a courtroom and he says guilty or not guilty, when that judge announces that verdict, it not only affects the defendant, but it also affects their family, it affects the plaintiff's family, it affects their friends, because words not only affect your life, but they affect the people's lives around you. Think about John chapter 4, when Jesus talked to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. You know the story, right? Jesus went to the well, the Samaritan woman come up, they had a conversation. By the time their conversation was done, by the way, what do you use when you're having a conversation? Words. When their words were done, after their conversation was done, she said, I believe that you're the Messiah. She left the well, went back to her town, told everybody in the town, you've got to come meet this guy. You've got to come meet the Messiah. I've met the man that's told me everything I've ever done in my whole life. Come meet him. The whole town went to meet Jesus. Jesus hung out with them for a little while. The whole town come to meet Jesus. Then people in the town, it's written in John chapter 4, it says this. The people said, at first we believed in you because of her testimony. What's a testimony? Words. At first we believed because of her words. But now we believe because we have seen you. Her words impacted that whole town. His words impacted her life. Her words impacted that whole town. I would love to know this, the kind of the, the line, from the generational line that went on after that. How many other people were impacted by their words? How many other people were impacted by their words? How many other people were impacted by their words? And it all started with one conversation that Jesus had with a Samaritan woman that he wasn't even supposed to be talking to at the well. And because of words, people, not just that lady, but the town believed. Your words have the ability to direct your life and to direct the people's lives around you. The best example of this is of parents, of mom and dad. Mom and dad, we have, you have, the ability to either set or to change the trajectory of your kid's life. 
come over here to this side. Mom and dad, you have the ability to either set or to change the trajectory of your kid's life simply by the words that you speak to them. Y'all ain't understanding how important this is. Y'all ain't understanding. Okay. I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. I told you earlier that I can think back to when 